Phantasm. This is Tobias from Cut Up. You're listening to Phantasm of Phantasm. What's up, motherfuckers? This is Brian from Vital Remains. You're listening to Phantasm Podcast. Hail Satan. This is Dr. Ross Stewart from Exhumed and Impaled. And you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. What the fuck is up, Gore Fucks? And welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I am Corey Gore Christ. With me to my right, as always, the MD, Dr. Vincent West. What's going on? And uh, we are bare bones today, ladies and gentlemen. We are uh, just, it's just us today. And we are watching uh, a gem. What do we got? The theatrical cut of. The three disc edition, your three disc edition of Army of Darkness, which I haven't seen this film in a very long time. Uh, not since I bought this. This came out what, like last year? It came out last year, yeah. And uh, this was their big release last year. That's from uh, our folks at Scream Factory. Um, they went to the fucking nines on this release. I mean, it's probably their still. I think their uh, their meatiest release they've ever put out. I oh, think. yeah. It's, it's got the most stuff I've ever seen on a... Probably on a Blu-ray, period. Um, yeah, they went crazy with it. <clears throat> I mean, all the features it has on it. It's got every cut made of this film, including the television version, which you said... I haven't watched it on here yet, but you said, actually, it's uh, not a very good print anyway. It's... Well, I mean, it's... it's not much you can do with it's it. It's the... <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'm glad it's. Oh, it's there. great. No matter what it looks like, but it just—it was one of those things where it's like, since we're already watching this with the sound down, I saw no point in watching it. It's one that's actually funny to watch. Yeah. For anybody that has or has bought this set or is interested in buying the set, the theatrical version is just. Uh, this has made more sense, but the TV version, man, if you're sitting around having some beers, it's pretty funny listening to them edit things out. Yeah, one of my favorites to watch like that is uh, Die Hard. Uh, those movies are hysterical, edited out. Of course, out. my favorite, and if anyone doesn't know, this is Weird Science edited. Yes, you showed me quite a bit of that. It's actually really funny. funny. <laughs> what was that one quote that they do that's really stupid? Oh, the... Well, there, there's there's so many in it, but there, the, the one that I've gotten the biggest kick out of is the beginning of it, and Anthony Michael Hall is hearing that Chet is going to be watching over them over the weekend and the edited version he's like oh no and you can tell it's not him doing it yeah. it's just funny but so there goes Bruce through the time portal I, this is my favorite of the Evil Dead movies I got me too this is uh, the one I, I had on VHS I saw I it at the theater it. Uh, I, I love Evil Dead 2 I was two years old when this film came out ladies and gentlemen this came out in 1992 Gonna, I'm going to refrain from telling my age because <laughs> hey, I, still want, awesome, I still want people to think I'm relevant. But anyway, but the the saw this at the theater uh, on a date, which was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. I just love this movie. I don't know. It just it's just it's just the one that I go back to every time. It's yeah. fucking awesome. It reminds me of a Ray Harryhausen feature. It's fucking awesome. Right. It's just fucking cool. And I will say right out the gate. Um, Screen Factory knocks the the restoration out of the park. This film looks amazing. Um, theater ready. I mean, this looks really good. I think now, I, and nothing to take away from this release. I'm pretty sure the version we're watching watching right now is the 
screw head edition that was already available. They just ported it. Right. Um, I'm not sure. I've never read any because it looks identical to because I own both. It looks mm-hmm. the exact same. If you look there, there's print wear right there. Yeah, you I see, see it. it. That's cool. No, it is. I, I don't have an issue with it, but they just ported it. They just threw it on the. I love that they threw everything on this release like they did the Texas too. They ported that. Yeah. MGM version on disc two of that, but right. Uh, we'll see. So this opened October 9th, ninety two. Now here's you. Now this is very interesting. I wanna. I want you to listen to this. This is interesting. This film technically did not come out in the United States until February nineteenth, ninety three. Yeah, it was on the uh, back burner for a while. Um, <clears throat> so it got a, it got a Euro for release this, before it got a release here. The marketing for this film was was horrible because the censors were trying to dumb down something that wasn't offensive, but the whole <clears throat> Army of Darkness thing and the poster art they originally had, they were trying to like shut that down and make them uh, clean it up, but there was nothing really wrong with it. So. Um, this film just had a lot of setbacks trying to be released after it was made. Um, See, to me, know. Sam Raimi did his best work with this film and the film before Dark Man. I'm a huge fan of. Dark yeah, this Man. was this was following his success with Dark Man. Yeah, yeah, that's how Universal put this film out. Right, you know I'm saying, but uh, yeah, I you know I, I realize a lot of people out there are going to say, "Oh, I like you did," and I like you know you did too. But, well, of course, there's know, for the me, for me. For my money's worth, this is the one that I go back to. I don't know. It's fun. I think Bruce... This I, this and Bubba Hotep are my favorite things he ever did. So originally they wanted to call this The Medieval Dead is what it was. But yeah. He wasn't able to do it, but in the UK, he released it as Army of Darkness, The Medieval Dead. Yeah. Which would have been, you know, it made it would have made more sense, and then you'd be like, oh, okay, so... That's what that because, Euro cut is yeah, that's on here. because a lot of people, um, you know, they don't... Of course, they know that you know the the real fans are going to know this is the third Evil Dead film. But um, for people that were casual moviegoers and wanted to see, you know, it's like, is this Bruce Campbell? Is he just, is he still Ash just because, or is this some other thing? It's like, but if it was the medieval Dead, they would have understood that a little more. And Ted, props, Ra- props Ted Raimi and Robert Tappert are going to also be at that convention. I wanted you to go to. Are you serious? Yeah, they're both going to be there. Damn. Um, and Tony Todd. Uh, anyways, side note. Sorry, that had nothing to do with what we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, the I don't like the first Evil Dead film. I think it's boring, and uh, it harkens back to where you and I used to live in Knoxville. I don't, I just, you know, because of the Johnson City thing, I just don't give a shit about that film. <laughs> it's not even that, it's just a bad film. It's not even bad good, it's just bad. I uh, think, um... I just don't like it. I mean, it. I understand that a lot of people that got into horror, like, that was the film that got them into horror, period. I don't understand. I understand that. that. Um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, I really like Evil Dead, but is it something I'm gonna, like, pull out and watch all the fucking time? No. I just don't like um, it. I don't know. To me, know. to me, it's a, it's there's two films. It's Evil Dead 2 and this one. I agree. I'm more of an Evil Dead 2 Armory Darkness fan, and these were the ones I would always watch as a kid. The only... One of the three I ever owned on VHS was Army of Darkness when I was young. And, it's understandable. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, this I is the only Dead one I'd watch when it came Evil on Dead television. Evil awesome, yeah. but but yeah, I, that's good. The first film, I just can't do it, man. I don't know. It's not something that I ever went back to. Yeah, it's and uh, growing up, I mean, and I, you know, I saw it when it was first out on VHS, and I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> you know, it's like, can we put Texas Chainsaw Massacre back in? Because I don't want. Right. Which, if I've never said, I'm not even sure if I've ever said this on the podcast. John Carpenter's my favorite filmmaker, but my favorite horror film of all time is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Of course. 
anyway, but back to this. So Bruce is uh, he's getting rallied by the locals here, and he already pinpointed his uh, future pussy. The right, which is hilarious. He, like that's how he does it, you know. Bruce is is getting ready. Uh, something that I love about this film, and I, it, it, this is going to probably sound, again, I'm probably going to you know offend some people with this. I'm not trying to, but this is my favorite thing that K and B effects ever did too. Really? Yeah. I like that it's not. It showed me that these guys. There's more to them than that. It also told me that they're huge razor I mean, houses. I mean, these guys made so many different creature variants and some they never even used but well I mean, you know this this is a film if you watch it a lot of people would probably think this is a stan winston thing but it right. was actually the k&b guys right and their uh studio is so full of their creatures they actually had a really good time making all these it was sure they it was were very, fans of this it was shit. very hard and time consuming and a pain in the ass but i mean they had so much material for these and uh you know sam Raimi would always come up to them with so many fucking ideas and uh, just like crazy stuff, and he would just kind of pop out and be like, "Hey, I need this for this scene that I want to do," and you know, uh, it was very cool. I think uh, they did a really good job with this, and it's very ambitious. And uh, you know, of course, people wanted other sequels of this film, and the way it, the reception of this film after it came out, you know, uh, was very was pretty huge. But um, of course, they're not going to do another Army of Darkness. It'd be a well, I mean, they sort of were, we're getting that Evil Dead TV show, which I love. It is a good it's show. It's on Stars, which is actually out on home release now. So if uh, it is, I believe so. No, it's not. Are you sure? No, because I would have already bought it. I think it's up for pre-order. Sorry, I just had to nerd Corey right there. I saw because it. it would be in my collection. Oh, it's it's it, there's it's up for order, but it's not out. I know because it would I would already have that because I actually really wanted it because. I don't know how you guys are with watching stuff on television, e- even Netflix. I like to sit down and put my Blu-ray in and just binge watch it. Now, that is the one good thing about Netflix. You can sit there and binge watch, and it'll be there generally. You know, I have AT&T verse and, you know, their on-demand stuff is limited, and it's kind of like, well, you know, I'd rather just wait and buy the... Corey's looking up a release date there on it. Yeah, it's not out or I would have it. Oh, that doesn't come out for a while. I didn't think so. Comes out August 23rd, folks. And Corey will be getting me that for my birthday. Ash vs. Nice. Evil Dead, but if you have stars, you can go watch it on demand. The season one is over. Yeah. I don't know if they've started season two yet. I don't think they have. I don't know. you sure if it got renewed yet or not. I don't yeah. know. Hopefully it did. It's I'm really sure good. It I, yeah, uh, it's great. I lost stars early on, but I saw the first few episodes of it. Um, of course, you can... Rip it off the internet if you really want to. Uh, uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about with you real quick: the Evil Dead remake. I thought it was a pile of shit. See, I I, did, I enjoyed it a little bit. Um, it 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 hit in the right places as far as entertainment, but uh, you know, definitely not supposed to be uh, a, a actual remake. It was more of just like a a reboot, and you know. Um, I, I thought it. it was very successful. I didn't I mean, like it. Uh, compared to the other films or any of the older stuff, of course it doesn't stand tall next to them. But it's as a testament to the old stuff. I think they uh, they did a good job of it, and they didn't compared to the uh, other bullshit that came out in the last few years in horror. I think that's one of the better films to come out amongst all the shitty movies that have come out because. See, I didn't. You know, know all, to me it was garbage. I don't know. I didn't all like we it. get nowadays is Insidious and Purge sequels and. 
human centipede bullshit. So, you know, that Evil Dead one wasn't that great by itself, but compared to all the films we've gotten in the last few years, I think that was probably one of the best ones um, to come out in the U.S. anyway, you know, as far as I think foreign horror movies are where it's at now. That actually offended me that it was even made, yeah. (laughs) I just don't... If This is very simple, and I'll be real clear about this. If certain things are not attached with a certain director, I'm not interested. The... 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I wouldn't want my butt with it, um, or that Leatherface. And that, you know, it's just my opinion. But I just don't like don't like it. I think it's garbage. Gunnar Hansen is the only Leatherface. Uh, I don't like Bill Johnson either. I believe his name is. God, he's terrible, man. Yeah, he's a horrible. We watched that. He was also a prick. He blew me off on trying to do a thing for the podcast. I just want to shout that out that you're a prick. But we actually. you know, watched the Texas Two, and we actually scrapped the episode. But, yeah, because uh, he, he and so that, that I might, was so angry during that. That, episode, that might pop up like, later on for fun, guys. So you might hear us just uh, completely just go off the rails. Um, not at each other. We were just like went on rants about different shit. Yeah, it was kind of a uh, polluted episode. <laughs> it was but. crazy, but I think part of it was just the film. I mean, the film is all right, but. Uh, Going back and watching it, I actually didn't really enjoy it at all. Yeah, it's... I don't know what it was. What, Texas 2? Yeah. Texas Bill Johnson's just horrible. He is, and, and here, here's my thing. The only reason that I like that film, and again, I'll say I actually do like never, I actually do like the Chop Top character. It's probably the only thing... See, I, I'm, I'm the reverse. The only thing that I like in the film is... Uh, Dennis Hopper. Oh, of course. I mean, he's... and I like and I like the the stretch lady. I think she's kind of cool, mm-hmm. and I love uh, uh, the cook because oh, of course back, so the cook is hilarious in that film. But I but I like that movie. I'd be in the mood to watch. But I will tell you this about that film: it's too long. Yeah, um, yeah. It's the buildup is just kind of the ending's dumb, subpar. I don't know. Um, uh, I don't understand the end of it at all. And, if, if you and guys, I think Toby if, Hooper's a genius. But that movie, I think that movie is. It was. It was, and it, I don't even think he intentionally did it, but it, it it's become a hipster gem. Yeah, but uh, I love it though. And this in certain viewing elements, it's like it's weird. Like I have to be in a mood to watch that film. Right. You know, it's almost like you have to be drunk to enjoy it. <laughs> um, but and I tell you this, Texas Two is definitely better than the O Three or the that beginning thing. So I couldn't do those. But if you guys are following the film, we are currently at uh, fourteen minutes and fifty seconds, and he is now fighting the Pit Witch. So, uh, which actually scared the living dog shit out of me when I was a kid. Here's you a fun, interesting thing. Due to this is this is uh, interesting. I think, and back to reference to the Ash versus Evil Dead TV show, they're not allowed for legal reasons to even mention the events of Army of Darkness because Universal apparently was like, absolutely not weird. Which I don't understand. Uh, this is this is something else I don't understand at all. Uh, I don't want to talk about Screen Factory a second. This isn't their fault. This is just some issues with studios. Warner Brothers, which I love, uh, doesn't want to play ball with them on a lot of releases. In fact, I own, to my knowledge, the only Warner Brothers release they've ever partnered with on a Screen Factory thing, and it was in the Vincent Price Collection, too. Uh, I've never mentioned these on here. Uh, all three of the Vincent Price Collections, If you if you consider yourself... Uh, a fan of any kind of classic horror if you don't own those uh, 
it's larceny. You should. You're oh, missing out, uh, especially the first volume, which now is going for a pretty penny because about two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I actually have two of those. Basically, they cut it. Um, it's all the Corman stuff. It's fucking awesome that he did with with. Yeah, uh, they ba- you know Witchfinder yeah, General and uh, that's my favorite. Me too. That's my favorite. That movie's awesome. That's the photos. If you I like kids follow of, me on I like Twitter. House of Wax and I like Witchfinder General. Those are probably my favorites. And House on Haunted Hill is good too. Um, my favorite Vincent Price film is. I mean, there's there's not one I don't like, and I, I love Masquerade, Mask of the Red Death too. I love That's that a good fucking movie. film, uh, and I love the Edgar Allan Poe short story. It's fucking awesome. My favorite thing I think probably of his is probably. Uh, of course, that's my favorite Edgar Allan Poe thing. Is actually hold on, let me reference that a second. I'm going to look up and see. But the first one went out of print because midway through. They lost licensing rights or something like that. Is no, that Roger Corman's studio sued them. They sued them, over which it. I'm not going to get into that on here. It's tacky, but actually, I will. Fuck it. I don't work for either team. Uh, <laughs> Roger Corman himself didn't. It's just that the uh, the international pictures got involved. Yeah, and I guess felt that, which pisses me off because Screen Factory wasn't doing anything wrong. No. Um, and I'm going to look this up here. My favorite film is in the first collection. I just have to find it here. Because of that lawsuit, they uh, they stopped making you know, What making in the hell is this? It. Oh, that's a DVD set. They stopped making prints of it, so... They okay, it's currently... A, this is the print. cheapest one on Amazon. It's $184. Ugh. Which is down from when it was, so it's actually um, gone down a little I actually bit. had sex with my girlfriend watching some of these movies, which is kind of cool. Nice. Bits of price is good for it. Yeah, I, I it's love it. It's got that voice, man. I'm going to pull up. Okay, so here you go, kids. This this is... Now, now here you go. Now, I, this is a straight up. Um, one of Corey's favorites in this collection, Mask of the Red Death. Um, I'm going to have to say uh, that my favorite films in this set, and I'm going to go through all these here. This is the Vincent Price Collection, Volume 1. Witchfinder General, Corey and I both agree, is an amazing film. Love it. Love The Fall of House of Usher. Actually, never seen that. One. And well, we need to do that. I love. Uh, I love. The haunted the Palace story. is the shit, and the Pit and the Pendulum. Jesus, I've seen that. Every really fi- actually, every film in this set is just great. Yeah, the Doctor Fives. That's fucking awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, all these, all these are great, and and but but to me, for your money, oh. Pit and the Pendulum, Mask of the Red Death, The Haunted Palace, The Fall of House of Usher. And the abominable Doctor Phoebes, and then Witchfinder General. You cannot go wrong with this set. It is expensive. Maybe you can find it on eBay if somebody gets in a bidding war over it. If you feel tasty enough to do it, but I will say this: in my opinion, the the, the first collection they put out's the best. It's the one I grab when I'm ready to watch one of these. However, Vincent Price movies to me, um, they're more relaxing for me. I like to put them in when I go to sleep. Sure. Uh, but anyway, but yeah. And then I'm going to look at the, since I've never really talked about these, kind of doing a past review on them since we weren't doing podcasts then. But of course. Uh, the, volume 2 has got one of Corey's favorite in it, which has House on Haunted Hill, which was what I was mentioning earlier. That is the only film that Warner Brothers has ever given to Scream Factory to put out as a release. It's weird. And I'm assuming it's because. I also will tell you this, guys. If you're going to get this Volume 2, you may want to go ahead and get it, because I'm sure this is going to shit the bed eventually. Uh, I don't see this staying in print. The second one? No, I don't. And it's going for that? about sixty right now, ballpark, um, on eBay. 
And then the Vincent Price three, you need to go ahead and pick that up too. It's, it's still it's still available right now on on a Shout Factory, but I would go ahead and grab that as well if you want it. Um, Does Scream Factory's website still sell Volume Two on there? I, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Okay, so I'm looking at uh, this is these are the films. But the the third one has uh, Telltale Heart, uh, Cask of Amontillado, The Pit and the Pendulum, which is awesome. And what? The third set. Why is that in there again? I don't know. That's what it says. That can't be right. That's in the first set. The hell? All right, I, Corey's just absolutely just floored me now because there's something in that set that I already own. They put it in there twice. That's odd. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Anyway, I'm going to talk about the second set while he looks at that. we got House on Haunted Hill, which Corey loves, which is great. Return of the Fly. Uh, the Comedy of Terrors. Comedy of Terrors is not very good, in my opinion. Never seen uh, it. It's like black comedy in a Vincent Price horror film. I just don't really like it. But um, Weird. Uh, the Raven I love. The Last Man on Earth I love. Tim of Legia I love. And Dr. Phoebe's Rises Again, obviously, is fantastic. Um, and then let's, go to, let's look at this Volume 3 set. I have this and I've never opened it because I'm a nerd. Because it's Vincent Price. And I don't like to open my Vincent Price stuff until I'm ready to watch it because I'm a nerd. Uh, let's see here. So... This one came out back in February. I got butt fucked on it when I ordered it because <laughs> nobody wanted to give me my film. Master of the World. The, the, now I'm going to tell you guys something here. This set has got some really interesting stuff, in it. and I will. I'll tell you what. To go back to something Corey said earlier, as Bruce Campbell fights the uh, witch that says you shall die. Uh, this set has got some really interesting films in it. Um. Why is that not telling me what's on this? I think what I was looking at, the dude fucked it up because <clears throat> it wasn't any of the What title. a shock, everybody. There was a dipshit on Amazon. <laughs> I'm about to say because it's not in that set. Anyway, uh, when I was Tower the of Vincent London, Price Diary sets are great. Man. I highly recommend them. Uh, Corey bought me all three of mine, even though we didn't know each other. Um I've been selling. He didn't buy those. I did, but I, I, uh, I actually was looking last night. I actually have the poster for the first two that where I pre-ordered it, where I had to have it early. I should have probably done it with the third one because I got again. I'll, I'm not going to get into that, but I got screwed on when I ordered it. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, I hate to touch on the next thing I'm going to touch on, but I I promised myself I would actually do it. Um, we did an interview. Um, with the drummer for Cut Up and Vomitory. I'm not even going to mention his name because apparently when it's pronounced out of my mouth, it doesn't suit the ears of certain people. Well, I just want to say fuck you. Uh, I've been listening to Vomitory uh, for about 20 years, so don't really owe you an explanation on how I say his name. I'm Canadian. I also live in North America. I don't live in Europe. So uh, his name is pronounced Tobias in the English language. That's pretty much all I got to say on that. Uh, thank you for the people that did enjoy it and listen to it. We tried, you know. If you have to critique it or something like that, do me a favor and just fuck off. You know, I don't really 
Corey and I don't have time to, you know, just, we don't have time to deal with that. We've got stuff we're doing. We're not getting paid to do this. And uh, I don't think I'm flipping out. I think I'm being pretty mellow about it. Uh, Corey, uh, do you want to? It's, Please carry with that, so okay. I don't say anything I'm going to regret. Um, <clears throat> now, originally we did have maybe one or two people nitpick and say some things, uh, which you know is fine. But um, I don't know. All I really have to say is we're the one doing this stuff, and and you know, <clears throat> Tobias himself said that. Uh, it's, it's you know he appreciated us because we knew what we were talking about and we were huge fans of this whole thing, and uh, obviously that means a lot of people that interview him or have talked to him before that have probably called him just Toby because they don't want to mess with it or uh, uh, Toast Toast Crunch I don't know what the fuck they called him but you know I mean bottom line he he basically endorsed us by saying we know what we're talking about so on that note if if you have any questions you can just talk to the man himself about it. Because well, we do these things because we're we're huge fans and we own this stuff. We fucking have physical copies of their shit. Right, we didn't illegally download it. No. We didn't steal it. And the other thing is, if you know, if you're so goddamn great, you know, I don't know who gave you that you're the authority on on vomitory or cut up because I seriously doubt it since we had the authority on the show. So, he's happy with it and uh, again, you know, in closing with that, I mean, that's all I've got to say about it. It really pissed me off, though. It's like if you have nothing better to do than sit around and troll uh, people's pages and run your fucking mouth, you know, go to a go to a sports site and do that because I don't, we don't have time for that shit, you know. Yeah. Corey works fucking seven days a week. Um, I'm out doing stuff and trying to do stuff for the podcast, uh, but you know, my brother here, he does everything that he can. To fucking keep this thing going. He does all the behind the scenes stuff. I'm going to give a uh, round to him right here. Because I you. love him. And, and <laughs> But you, you, be, be a little bit more appreciative. If you enjoy it. Then, you know, if, if there's something wrong with it, don't comment. You know, it's just, it's just you know, just learn to. Honestly, if you want to well, be. What's the, uh, out of Ford Fairlane. I, I, we use this. And I, this is all I'm going to say. I'm going to let Corey finish here. But I, I'm going to say this real quick. You know, if you don't have anything nice to say about it. Then make sure we're out of the goddamn room. <laughs> In other words, don't leave a fucking comment. I mean, look, if if you want to, if you really want to be negative about it, then then go ahead, take a shot. But uh, you guys aren't the ones doing this and and working your ass off trying to get all this this content. We're doing this for fans like us that want to hear it, that that don't have the extra time to nitpick. Um, <clears throat> they're here to. We're here to, you know, uh, bring this out to the world and, and our passion for horror and death metal. So the only people that we want to, you know, interact with us outside of the show are people that genuinely respect and appreciate what we do. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not people that are trolls on the Internet that just want to laugh and make fun of it, you know, which if you're going to do that, I don't care. You guys aren't the ones doing this. We're the ones doing it. So. I understand that. Yeah, but they don't have the right to critique. You don't have an outlet to do any of this stuff on because you're not, you know, you're not smart or you just don't have time or you're an idiot. I don't know. I make time for this and I work every day. So um, we both put a lot of time into this and we do it for people that want to listen to it. Yeah, it's supposed to be something for you to enjoy. It's not supposed to be out there 
Uh, it's not art. I'm not doing it to have a critique. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. Not everything is going to be. If you don't like be... it, then don't listen to it. But I don't want you trolling a fucking page I and, like... and trying to ruin something we're trying to do. I like to think that everything we, we say and do is not, not necessarily our opinions on things because those are opinions. But as far as the, the people when we talk to them, the stuff we bring up in these movies, they're all fact. They're all factual information. We're not bringing you any false information, no matter how we pronounce somebody's name, if that's maybe off or not. Um, well, I mean, he it's even not said, something you should to, bring this up. He even told me, uh, actually, I'm going to I'm going to read it to everybody. It's it's right here. Uh, this is this is from Tobias because I'm English. I'm not from wherever. You know, I don't tell you all how to, you know, because I'm not going to try to nitpick here, but, you know, I've heard a lot of foreigners say a lot of American artists' names wrong, but, you know, I'll get, I'll get right, I'll get right to it here. This is, this is right out of his mouth. I mean, it's not even a, a thing to worry about, and that's why it just kind of seemed, uh, you know, some people were like, uh, they pronounce it wrong, but I loved the episode, blah, blah. That's fine, but still, why do you even need to add the first thing in there? Did it really... Do you want to read that or you want me to? Did it really uh, ruin... That one right there. Did it really ruin the episode for you that we said Tobias maybe once or twice in the episode? You know, the whole thing, so... But from him himself, he said, isn't that the correct way in English? In Swedish, it's pronounced a bit different, but hey, we're speaking English to each other, so I have absolutely zero problems with that. There you go. Yeah, so... You know, and... And that's from Tobias himself, so... For any of you that are from Sweden or whatever, and, and you guys have your way of pronouncing it. Oh, and I, I want to... <coughs> that's one, fine if you, if you want to... Corey, if you would read that one last uh, gray one there for them. This is also from Tobias. He said, the interview was killer. Anyone who laughs at that is an idiot. So there you go. So there you go, idiot. Eat a dick. <laughs> if uh, you have any qualms with that, just, just talk to Tobias himself and... Uh, no, don't bother him. Actually, you're just fucking stupid. Well, you know... It's again. Go troll somebody else's page. Go troll, you know, uh, something I hate. Go troll, you know, Summer Slaughter or a Maryland Death Fest. Go troll something that I don't give a shit about. You know, I. But leave me the fuck alone. You know, I don't. I don't need it. When Corey told me about it, it fucking pissed me off. So you know, don't want to deal with it. Just keep your fucking mouth shut. I, you know, I don't. I, I didn't want you listening to the fucking podcast. If you're gonna be a fucking dick, you know, just stay the fuck away from it. We we put a lot of time. Um, I I work late hours on this. Corey works his ass off and a regular fucking job doing this. Do. We don't have time for it. And I want. I got away from the film this, but I'm actually glad that we did this. I wanted to take a minute and say, you know, we're, we're trying to provide something here no. for other fans. We're not providing for trolls. Yeah, and it's uh, you know. <clears throat> we'll end on that. It's just yeah. If if you want to be nitpicky about something, you know, you can go look it up, <clears throat> or you can simply, you know, something as small as that didn't need to be said. So just uh, take, you know, keep that in mind. Just don't even say anything if you don't like the episode. Just quit listening to us and and move on and listen to some other fucking podcast, whatever. Yeah, go listen to that fucking... What's that guy that we both hate? The the nerdist. Go listen to that piece of shit. Oh, Chris Hardwick. Yeah, he needs to die in a fucking car wreck. That guy sucks. <laughs> he dresses yeah, go listen like, to that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> he dresses like a out-of-the-closet Ichabod Crane or something. Yeah, the guy's a fucking... He's like, I'm a nerd. It's like, what, because you... Because you like Star Wars and The Walking Dead? 
It's like, yeah. It's Congratulations, like every other fat fucking 50-year-old dude I've ever met in my life. Like, I like Walking Dead and Star Wars. Like, oh, wow, I've never met someone like you before. You need a fucking... But again, you know, and I... Just remember, if the doctor gets angry, you know, then you... Take care of that. It's a special medical weapon known as the chainsaw. And uh, speaking of chainsaws, uh, we're at the scene now where we, I love have, this. we have the evil Ash formed. It's like the universal classic <coughs> horror homage by Sam. He's kind of doing the... It's the Jekyll and Hyde thing. Yeah, you know? he's, well, he's doing the, you know, the wolf in the moonlight yeah. or the creature coming out of the water. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> it's fucking awesome. And it's evil Ash has formed... Uh, you know he's he's now he's two headed and now they split. I love you. So Ash. fucking it's fucking hilarious. Me too. It's great. You got the little. I mean, this is why <laughs> I love this movie. Just <clears throat> because it's more. Uh, I'm bad Ash. You're good Ash. You're goody little two shoes. It's more. Uh, you know, slapstick goofball humor from Sam Raimi that we love, which wasn't in the Spider-Man films anyway. <clears throat> I'm not even touching that. <laughs> now, did you uh, did you like Drag Me to Hell? Did you like that film? No, no. No, I don't. I don't hate it. I just didn't like it. There was some stuff I liked about it, but most of it was it's pretty long and uh, drawn out. I don't know. I, I don't find myself going back to any uh, modern <clears throat> good bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. I don't find myself going back to any of that stuff. We're at thirty three fifty three on time, folks. So uh, he's about to bury Evil Ash to where, of course, he will come back and control the Deadite Army later, which is awesome. He's got a. I love this. I love where he's, you know, he's using well the doctor's weapon of choice. Yeah, it's a chainsaw. He's got to cut him up into little pieces. Of course, that's never worked in a horror film. Why is cutting someone up a million pieces ever worked? On a side note to the, the the bad people in there, for the people that have liked it and are, are actually coming around and checking out what we're doing, thank you. Uh, if I don't say it, thank you. I appreciate it. Corey appreciates it. Of course. We don't do all this. We do this because we care about it and we love it, but the fact if we're reaching one person means a lot to me that somebody out there enjoys it. I don't know if they do or not. Nobody ever tells me they enjoy it, but if you do... That's fucking fantastic. That's why it makes us feel like we did something right at the end of the day, I guess. So, unlike, <laughs> unlike, what's that? You got dirt on your face? It's great. <laughs> it's such a great movie. But I, I, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like this film. I've met a lot They're of people. Really that don't stupid. Like it. They probably like the first film. That's why. Yeah, I mean, you get a lot of... Well, I, I get that with a lot of... And I think that's one of my... Uh, I think a lot of people look up uh, <clears throat> how to be a typical horror douche on fa on uh, YouTube and they just watch like 10 films that some 
kid in his parents' living room posted on, right. and that's what you have to like. It's you know, it's like look, I understand. Same thing with metal. It's like you have to like Metallica and you have to like Pantera and you have to like Slayer. Look, if I understand those are all essentials and those are all great, but if you don't like it, then don't fucking like it. You don't have to like anything people in society tells you to like. So if you don't like Evil Dead, then you're not going to be an asshole for not liking it. Of course, people are going to be like, what? Why? It's like, because I don't like that film. There's difference of opinions here. So uh, I understand it's an essential, and me and the doctor both own Evil Dead. We're not that, you know, of course we own it. It's an essential. But (coughs) I don't own it. I don't like it. You don't own Evil Dead at all? No, I don't like it. Huh. Not a fan. Like I said earlier, I'm not a fan of it. I own the second one and this one. I don't. I, again, I, and I don't say the stuff I say to pull punches with people. I just, I'm very blunt about what I'm into. I grew up when these films came out. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to change overnight. Uh, I actually show Corey this real quick. You know, and it's 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 not an occasional thing. And then I've got this as well. This is of course I, you know I love. Yeah, the Snake Plissken. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, it's... Well, there you go, actually. I'll talk about that real quick. Escape from New York. It's one of my favorite movies ever made. Escape from L.A., I don't even own it. You don't like that one? No, I don't. <laughs> I, figured I do like were... Bruce Bruce Campbell's uh, cameo in that film as a, as a uh, sadistic plastic surgeon. I thought that was awesome. That is pretty cool. But, no, it's just bad. It's just a bad movie. I mean, you know... That's after John's prom, as far as I'm concerned. I'm very picky about that. There's, right. Yeah, I don't even own it. You know, and I've, I've seen it really cheap before, and I'm like, I don't want this. Um, Paramount just threw it out bare bones, too. It's, it doesn't even look good. But Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. A lot of people... Uh, a lot of people just seem to like everything that comes out. I'm not like that. I don't know. Right. I, don't, uh, I don't operate that way. Of course, this part with Ash's face is very Looney Tunes. I love the whole innocent. Yeah. He's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong book. You know, it's just good shit. I don't know how anyone can't like this film. I mean, I understand why people won't like Evil Dead, but I also understand why people feel like they have to like it. But, you know, <clears throat> like what you like. Don't uh, listen to what other people fucking say. And just like what you like, don't worry about other people's opinions. When I met Bruce Campbell, I told him I didn't like the first Evil Dead. Oh, he probably didn't like it either. Oh, no. (laughs) He asked me what my favorite things were that he did. Now, again, I'm going to go on record with this, and I told him this to his face. I told him Army of Darkness and Bubba Hotep. Those are my favorite two things that he ever did. Uh, Waiting for an Arrow slash Scream Factory release of Bubba Hotep. Would love that on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, It's a great film. But... If you've never seen it, check it out. It's great. Uh, it's Don Coscarelli. Yeah, I mean, it's a badass. It's film. actually, honestly, and I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. It's my favorite thing he ever did too. It's great. No, it's a good film. I, I think, like and that's nothing against the Phantasm. Phantasm to me as a whole is amazing, but I just really think outside of Phantasm, Bubba Hotep is his little gem. I agree, and it's it's. Uh, if you like Bruce Campbell, if you've never seen it, you're really missing out. It's a great film. Uh, and it is. It's kind of a horror film. Who I doesn't want to see that. Bruce's Elvis. Yeah, and that's the great part about that film. A lot of people still think he's an impersonator. It's like that's kind of open for interpretation. To me, he's Elvis. Yeah. Because he swapped with the other guy. I remember he's doing right. a whole. I love that. He's like, he's like, so there I am at this county fair, and everybody thinks 
but I really am Elvis. And then I threw out my hip, and he flies off that thing <laughs> into the crowd. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a, you know, very ambitious thing. And, you know, it had that it's mummy or whatever, movie. so it's still a, a horror movie, kind if of. If I've ever told you this, I actually got that in the theaters when I still lived in Knoxville. Really? I actually knew a guy at Regal, and he brought it, and the film actually made a lot of money at Downtown West. Like, they were having record crowds going to see it. Wow. You know, not like a Star Wars crowd, but there were a lot of people going. There's people like Bruce Campbell, I think, in Fuck general. Yeah. So, you know, it was pretty awesome. I've actually uh, met Don. Yeah, talk and, about that. And uh, this was in Chattanooga. This is my first convention I had ever went to. And uh, they had a Phantasm reunion. Which is the whole reason me and the the guys I was with at the time went, and uh, there wasn't a lot of people. You know, David Naughton was there from American Werewolf in London. Uh, the director and the Leatherface from the third Leatherface film was there. R. A. Melnhoff. Hope I'm saying your movie. name correctly. I believe I am. And the director. Um, can't think of his fucking name off the top of my head. Something Burr. I can't remember. Um, Jeff sorry. Burr. Jeff Burr. Thank you. Uh, great guys. The first Q&A panel I ever went to was was theirs on, on Leatherface, and it was awesome. They're super, super goofy guys, you know, together. They have really good chemistry uh, just by themselves. is really funny. So uh, props to those guys for being my first Q&A I ever went to. I really enjoyed it. So thank you. To RA and to uh, to Jeff, that was that was an amazing uh, quick uh, Q and A you guys did. Um, anyway, so I met Don, uh, Michael A. Baldwin was there, Angus was there, and Reggie was there. <clears throat> and Don was was you know just such a humble guy. Um, this was before John Dies at the End came out, so he was kind of you know repping that. And he was talking about it, which I love that film as well. Um, Probably my least favorite of his films he's put out, but I What's do. That? John dies at the end. Yeah, I, I, but I did really I like it. I, did, I couldn't get into it. Um, but I talked to him about Bubba Hotep. You know, I was just, I didn't really have time to ask him too much about it. I was just like, you know, uh, a lot of people just haven't seen Bubba Hotep or don't know about it. But I always do recommend it because I really, really enjoyed it. It's just a funny film. It's it's. The, you know, the mummy looks really fucking cool, and I'm into that mummy shit, too. Um, I thought it was a weird element to add to it, and it was it was pretty awesome. I enjoyed it. So he was a very cool guy, and he, you know, told me he appreciated that, and he told me to be on the lookout for John Dies at the end when it came out, and I ended up seeing it at the Horror Film Fest in Knoxville at the time, and uh, it, w- it was pretty awesome. And, and Don did, like, a special message thing before that film and I, I really enjoyed it um it, it's a hard movie to, to swallow you have to really watch it from beginning to end to know what's going on it's one of those films so you kind of have to really pay attention you know which it's not a film i watch all the time uh because of that you know i don't like to invest all my time into watching a film you know with a horror movie i can look up and be like oh this shit's happening you know like right now evil ass just rose from the grave and he looks like a fucking he looks like a fucking butthole, like a straight up gaped ass with shit on it. I don't know. He That's looks pretty bitching. He looks crazy. Yeah. Um. So he's he's resurrected, and uh, you know, it's uh, you know, Dom is really cool, and and Reggie, if you've never met Reggie Bannister before, he's he's Reggie from Phantasm films. 
It's who he is. It's awesome. That that character is based off of him himself because he's the same person. You know, he's he's also a traveling blues musician and all this. He's not he's not an actual ice cream vendor. That's not true. But uh, I mean, maybe he was at one point. I don't know. I didn't ask. But he's just a laid back fucking super chill dude, just like the films. It's pretty crazy. I was like, Reggie, you want to go like you want to go to the cemetery and, and kill the tall man? You know, would been pretty awesome. And Angus, of course, was... Uh, Were there a lot of people meeting them? Oh, yeah. That's the whole draw to that that uh, convention was, you know, that Phantasm reunion, because they've only done maybe two of them before That's that. Awesome. So, uh, you know, I got my... It looks like a family picture of me and that whole group. It's pretty funny. You showed it to me. It's <laughs> it's, <laughs> it looks like they're my family. It's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and, and Angus was... Such a nice guy. He's just, uh, it's, it's very different. Like, I've never met a person like him. I don't think I ever will again either. Um, you can just, his presence had a special feeling to it. It's hard to describe, but, um, you know. I told him, I was like, thanks for scaring a living fuck out of me because you did when I was younger. But, you know, always had a soft spot for the tall man, but he did kind of creep me out just because he's, you know, he actually is tall as shit and gangly, you know, kind of people like that kind of freak me out. But that scene where he's across the street and uh, he's like smelling the fear, you know, that that part always freaked wow. me out a little bit. It was like, ugh. it wasn't like a creepy pedophile vibe, but it was just like you knew he was something out of this world and he could like smell the fear. And I was like, ugh. Kind of creeped me out. I feel like he was smelling me at the same time, uh, smelling my fear from the television. But yeah, that was a that was a good experience. And uh, Don, if you ever hear any of this stuff, uh, please make the motions to get Bubba Hotep out on Blu-ray. Thank you. I, I'm actually, like I said, I'm surprised Arrow or Screen Factory hasn't put that out. It's an MGM title. Both of them have relationships with MGM, but All right. <coughs> I know there's a high-def copy of it because I've seen it on MGM HD, which if you guys have cable, that's a great channel. Other than the commercials, they have commercial breaks in it. But not like commercial breaks like when you're watching regular television, but they have like a what they call an intermission. It says intermission. You go take a piss or what's going on. That's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. You can go grab you another cold one or yep. you know, uh, jerk off or something. I love all those, actually. Those are some of my favorite things. Sony Movies HD... Uh, MGM HD and uh, HDNet uh, movies on cable. I love those, all three of those channels. Speaking of Sony, we are... Uh, well, now it's Sony. We're going to go see Ghostbusters here in a little bit. Yep, we are. Uh, Putting it back on the big screen today. 1984 and... June 8th, today is the anniversary. So, uh, going to be doing that. I'm sure you're excited about that. Always excited. I see it every year it comes in theaters again. Uh I wasn't old enough to see it. I mean, I wasn't even born yet when it originally came out, but you know what? I've seen it in theaters probably more times than a lot of people did in the 80s, so I've seen it. This will be my third time going, I think, seeing it, the original film. So I saw it with you, uh, I guess, last time it was in the theater a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. 2014. Right. So Now we got this uh, fucking imp demon flying around which is very fucking crazy makeup this i love it scared yeah, me too it's just this movie's just great man i don't know why it's so good it's just really good you know it's 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 campy it's different it's 
that's the it's medieval like, horror. Like a, it, well, for me, it's like a Saturday matinee film. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's a it's it's an escape, nobody, it's complete escapism. It's yeah, fucking, nobody did the uh, the medieval horror stuff like this. It was just because you know he goes back in time and it's still Bruce and it's fucking awesome. It's modern. It's you know the modern thing. I'll say this. Modern take on, on the medieval world, and it's pretty fucking funny. You know? This movie's definitely, and I'm not placing it in there, but it's definitely in my top 100 films of all time. Like I just I really like that, it. Yeah. I Top 100. I'm not going to put it, I'm not going to place it anywhere. And that's all uh, films. Yeah, I just really like it. I'd put it in the top 50 of my favorites of all time. I'm not going to go that far with it, but it would be somewhere in my top 100. Just because I've got my... Uh, arms and too many other things. Speaking of which, I'm going to plug this, and I shouldn't on the show, but I'm going to. I think I know what it might be. The other night, Monday night, going into Tuesday morning, I went out and bought Star Trek II Wrath of Khan. I knew it, yeah. Director's, director's Cut. cut. It's going to say, I was hoping for a plug. If you guys are even remotely a fan of science fiction, it's arguably the best Star Trek film ever made. The director's cut of it. That's what got me into watching the show. Here's what's great. The Blu-ray, you have the option of watching either. That's good. And the cheapest place I've seen it, because it's expensive everywhere I've seen it, Walmart has it for 15 bucks. On Blu-ray? 15 bucks. Damn. So I picked that up. And a funny story, I probably shouldn't be saying this on here, but I'm going to say it. When I went to buy it, because I was buying other stuff, they didn't charge me for it. Wow. So I felt like it was a little uh, hat tip from Leonard and DeForest to old Scott for being a fan for so many years. He's got it for free. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Star Trek's free. Yeah, and <laughs> and I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna get to meet Bill here in a couple weeks with Corey. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, the the Shat Man is coming to town, and uh, along with some other greats, not really any horror people, but you know William fucking Shatner. You can't beat that, so uh, that should be fun. I'm upset because Andy Potts canceled, but that's another story. Did they? It said personal reasons. Yeah, maybe there's something. Well, to to Andy Potts, I know you probably have no interest in the podcast, but being as Ghostbusters is is my life as it is yours. Um, I hope everything's all good and well, and that our condolences to whatever's going on. I'm Whoopi Goldberg, and we're Whoa, in New York City My YouTube's not supposed to be playing. I was trying to show Corey something, but... Uh, welcome, Whoopi, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. How you doing? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, actually, I'm, I want actually people to hear this, actually, if it's okay. Yeah. This is why I love Bill. Cause I want to show this to Corey, because it's, it's actually referring, if anybody's ever you know seen Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, this is a Captain Summit thing that they did. With Jonathan Frakes, Patrick Stewart, uh, Leonard Nimoy, and, and and Bill Shatner. Now, what's so goddamn funny about this, I'm actually about to show it and let Corey see this. To all intents and purposes, you were, you were through, done. Watch this. Here, you held that position it. even with me. But you, you uh, have to, uh, sorry, knowing that I would not never reveal that position, but was it a negotiating position so that you would be able to direct three, or or did you not think of that? That's him and Leonard. At that yeah. time, yes. No. Well, even something. Well, remember? No, what I, do you, I can say. Ah, I don't want to say remember. I'm dying. I'm dead. I'm dying. Why would I say remember? No, I, remember what? No, I had no plan. 
I seriously, I had no plan of mind. When the film opened, I can't believe that. When the no, I he gets on his knees because he says, "Get on your knees." I get on my knees, but I don't know how to motivate it. But I'm on my knees. You got to do the producer say, "Remember, remember." Listen, remember. To listen to me carefully. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the film opened. Bill well, is just very well received. And about five or six days after it opened, I got a call to come to Paramount to talk about the next movie. And I said to my agent, "What should we ask for?" They, obviously, they want me and they need me, and I'll, I'll get I'll get good money. But let's try to broaden the career. He said, "Right, what do you have in mind?" I said, "What do you think they would say if I if, if I told them I want to direct the film?" He said, "I think that's a great idea." And that's the way it happened. And this was en route to the meeting. And I walked into the producer's office, and he said, "We'd like to know if you'd be involved, like to be involved in the, in the making of the next Star Trek." And I said, "Yeah, and I'd like to direct it." He said, "Oh, that's an interesting idea. Let's have a walk down the hall to Mr. Eisner." And that's the way it all started. You know, I'm, I'm just going to make one more shot at it, and then you've you got to tell Bill's your story. Bill's pushing out here. Some reason I'm playing. Here's here's the thing. Here, here's what I don't understand. Here's what I don't understand. Jonathan Frakes, wonderful actor. Yeah. The director says. Can you motivate getting on your knees? Sure. Okay. I mean, Patrick and What's he going to do on his knees? How do you motivate that? The producer comes in and says, "No, oh, Leonard, you're dying. You're dead. You're gone." The end of two and a half. Can you say remember? No, oh, sure, I can say remember. Every actor knows. What, what do you mean? What do I feel? What am I saying? Why am I kneeling? Anyway, William Shatner is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm super excited to meet him. I've liked him since before I could crawl. Right. Uh, Get off subject there, but anyway, that the the Blu-ray of that is easily the coolest thing I've bought in a long time. And to say uh, why Star Trek? Well, if you look at most most titles we've watched so far, probably most of the titles you have at home, uh, there's a Star Trek guy in there somewhere doing the the special effects or writing. <coughs> Excuse me, or, right. ah, Danka, or uh, you know. For some reason, in all these horror films, there's somebody prominent from Star Trek that has worked on these. So yeah, they go hand in hand. I don't know what the correlation is, but there is a definitive correlation between Star Trek and horror movies because it's it's always very apparent that there's <coughs> well, that somebody majorly involved with all that. The reason I played that, that was Bill confronting Leonard about... Leonard claims to didn't know that when they killed him in Star Trek II that they were going to bring him back, which I think is bullshit, too. And Bill just basically calls him out in the middle of that interview. The funny part of that, if you guys want to watch that, is it's called Just Look Up Captain Summit on YouTube. But what's funny about it is is watching Patrick Stewart and Jonathan Frakes over there hee-hawing about peeing themselves laughing <laughs> because Bill's just like, come on, it's, and he's fucking funny. But, uh, yeah, it's great. But that Blu-ray, man, I saw that. I was like, fuck yeah. Because I, that damn thing's like $22 online. Right. So I felt like I got a good deal on it. Yeah. Um, of course, I haven't even opened it. But <laughs> I was looking at the back of it. I was like, it's freaking awesome. 50 years of Star Trek this year, too. So I'm pretty, pretty happy to still be alive. Especially since I've... Been around for a lot of it, but anyway, we'll <laughs> go into that. But here's the Deadites. I fucking love the Harryhausen claymation that they did for this. I think they knocked it out of the goddamn planet. I love it. I think it's why I like this movie so much. Uh, obviously, Bruce Campbell, but not a big Sam Raimi fan, but I, I think this movie to me is it's just outstanding. There's so many things that I love about it. Like I said, it's more of a Saturday morning matinee 
thing for me, like when I would watch B movies on Saturday morning as a kid after cartoons went on. Sure. Cartoons were things that used to come on on Saturday morning that they don't show anymore. <laughs> but, Not good ones anymore. But yeah, I, you know, I'll tell you something I don't know about this. Maybe you can find this here because well, right I, I think there is, people uh, might be interested on this. Where the hell did they shoot this? This film was it shot on the lot at Universal? Was uh, it? I think part of it was because they. Can we find that? Yeah, I, I do. My phone just bit the dust. Uh, well, we just saw our first look at uh, Bill Mosley in the film. See, I never knew that. That's him right there riding with the. Uh, I never fucking knew that. That's yeah, so weird. He's like the Dead Eye Commander or whatever. I mean, it's awesome, but I never knew that. And of course, the general being. Evil Ash. I didn't know that either until I watched uh, some special. I really didn't. And, you know, I want to say something else, too. Again, this may offend some people. I'm more of the mindset that Robert Tappert is the genius behind Sam Raimi. That's very true. Because I've noticed if his name's not attached to it, it tends to be something I'm not really crazy about. Um... I was a big fan of Hercules and Xena, which Robert did. Um, and okay, uh, the uh, Army of Darkness is filmed in Bronson Canyon and Vasquez Rocks Natural Area Park, and the interior shots were in an intravision stage in Hollywood. It's on the Universal lot, right? So yeah, there you go. Uh, another side note, I wanted to plug this real quick for Bruce Campbell. It's one of my favorite things that he ever did. He did a television show called Jack of All Trades. Huh. It's fucking awesome. Another, it's another Robert Tappert, Sam Raimi he was also on, thing, uh, and it's, it's really good. Jack of All Trades, Universal Home Video. He's also on a show called Burn Notice, which I didn't like, but I liked him on the show. I have, I have a TV movie with just him in it called The Rise and Fall of Sam Axe or Sam Ash or whatever the hell his name was on that show. Right. Um, and then there's a, uh, of course, what was the other thing he did? There's that Alien Apocalypse movie or whatever it was never saw he, did it. On, he did on sci-fi. Never saw it. It's kind of, it was really funny. He's like an astronaut or whatever. That sounds awesome. I mean, it's, it's like a C movie, but... Uh, sure. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, and uh, Scream Factory has announced, of course, The Thing is going to be coming out. It's an anniversary for that. And I've been waiting for that for a long time. Of course, they do have a a release of it on Blu-ray, but this is is the real deal, folks. This is the the total package, as I like to call it. So they just uh, today released the details on the Blu-ray release and what What it's coming with. So uh, let's let's do this thing. I'm dying. Uh, It comes out September 20th. 2016, and it's got a 2K restoration, and uh, it was supervised by Dean Cundy. Oh, shit. There's a new soundtrack mix to it. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. There's a bunch of new interviews and outtakes. Um, let's see. It's called Men of Outpost 31. It's got interviews with Keith David, Peter Maloney, Thomas Waits. Fucking awesome. It's got a... Uh, New behind-the-scenes interviews. It's got visual effects artists Peter Curran and Susan Turner on there, and uh, Rob Berman and Brian Wade. And 
that's got new interviews with the with the sound supervisors and also Alan Hallworth has a interview on there as well, which is fucking the goddamn king. Well, you know that we should mention that actually real quick. You know he did some stuff on there, but Ina Morricone did the majority of the music right. in that film. Right. Which is, if y'all don't know who that is, he did the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, which is the greatest western ever made. Right. And in my opinion, that that movie is definitely in my top hundred of all time. Period. That movie's amazing. Um, oh, of course. But but um, of course, I think this is from the other. Like this is just ported stuff, but the Terror Takes Shape documentary on the making of. Well, the you know film. what? Now that stuff was on the DVD release. Y'all should hear right. this, but it was not on the fucking Blu-ray release. The Blu-ray wow. release is bare bones, so, and it has this stupid pop-up feature thing. Yeah, it does say standard definition using. on all these, so these are all ported. It's okay. On at the least DVD. they at least they put it on. No, no, no. This is what Thank I love you, about Screen Factory. This is what I love about Screen Factory. Uh, they make sure to get every fucking thing they can possibly pack into a release on the release. So. Um, you know, I appreciate that. If they don't all, you know, I don't expect uh, everything to be in HD or Blu-ray. It's like the film is in Blu-ray. It's it's newly restored. Uh, they restored the sound mix, which I love Scream Factory for doing. They always do a great job with making the sound perfect as as best it can be. And uh, you know, uh, them porting all the features from all the other releases just makes their release the the, the must-have. You know. Because they don't leave anything out of their releases, and I really enjoy that. And uh, so, yeah, be on the lookout um, <clears throat> on the twentieth. And okay, so here's some more information. You can go pre-order it as we speak. Uh, the street date is September twentieth. Of course, on the screen here, we got the fucking car, which is a very, uh, very awesome Mad Max style, just chopper car. It's fucking awesome. I love this part of this movie. It's probably my favorite part. But here we go. We got the uh, the standard offer. It's got the collector's edition with the slipcase. And then it's got the uh, the limited edition poster that comes with you know most the majority of their releases. And uh, the deluxe edition. This is limited to fifteen hundred. And it's got the collector's edition with the slipcover. It's got the uh, you know the poster that comes with it. And I guess it's a. Uh, it's one of those things they did. It's got another slipcase with another artwork, like they did with the Return of Living Dead thing. So, not sure what that artwork looks like. Okay, it's, How got, much a, is it's got a picture right here. I'm about to find out. Okay, that's the the new artwork. It's got. Okay. It's pretty cool. It's got uh, Kurt Russell on the front. McCready. It looks pretty. It's different. It looks pretty cool. I actually like that. It looks. It looks older, you know, with that artwork. And then that's the the other artwork. For nice. Me. I actually like the other artwork better, honestly. Uh, I think that's really cool. You know, it's another. I don't know if it's the same guy that did the additional artwork for the Return of Living Dead, but that sold out really fast. So uh, don't know if by the time this episode comes out that this will still be available. So uh, hopefully. By the time you're hearing this, you would have already found out about this and pre-ordered your copy. Or, um, you know, definitely just uh, get this rolling and, and go ahead and pre-order your copy, whichever one. What the hell's the deal on it? I want to know. I'm looking. I want that. I have to have that. The Deluxe Limited is 35 bucks. Oh, yeah. They can have my money. And then the uh, Standard is 25 So, you know, 
get the additional artwork. It comes with a secondary slip case. It comes with another artwork. Does it say, print. is that exclusive through their site, that yes, deluxe one? Okay, yeah. then I need to order that. It's just like the uh, Return of the Living Dead. That Return of the Living Dead one sold out the day, the day it got put out, the additional artwork. So if you guys want that, definitely go pre-order it. Um, and of course, I don't know how many times Ted Raimi has died in this film already. He dies three times in this film. He's pretty awesome. You know, just they're all three separate characters, but they're all Ted, and he here's dies. A here's a fun side note for fans of this movie out there. I have met Henry. Really? Yes. I met him at a Fangoria convention. Wow. I met him and Robert Tappert. Awesome. They were there uh, hanging out. And what was cool was uh, they were both like free signers. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Because I had like the Primo badge or whatever. What? It's one eighteen. Oh, I think we'll be okay. The, what's what's left of this here? Where are we at? Um, there's not much of this left. We got twenty minutes. Now we get the duel, the final duel between Evil Ash. I love even the way they did the human skeletons. I think they look awesome. And Ash. Oh, yeah, those are great. I have a friend. I haven't talked to him in a long time. He's one of these. Really? Yeah. That's funny. He's a stuntman out in California. His name's Brian. I've lost contact with him. So, Brian, if you're out there, if you've track this down and somehow could tell my voice as Dr. Vincent West because I will never reveal my true identity. Um, or is this my true identity? But anyway, yeah, he's one of the uh, somebody down there fighting dressed as a skeleton. Huh. It's kind of funny. But he grew up in California. I think he's been in a ton of pictures. It's like a, uh, you know, just kind of like, I guess, as an extra. I guess he just enjoys doing it. I would love to do shit like that. I think it's fun. Yeah, that's cool. I wanted to do some stuff like that uh, when I was living in Atlanta, and it was always shit. You know, it was never anything that I... I didn't want to be an extra in ATL, the movie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> not that I was living there when that came out, but, you know, just shit like that. It's just not my thing, you know. Now they shoot everything in Atlanta. When I was growing up, they didn't shoot a damn thing down there. Huh. city got bigger all the time. Yeah. Definitely. Now it's really fucking big. I love it. I know a lot of people don't like it down there, but I grew up down there, so I would always have a soft spot for it. Not sports team wise, just right. city. You know, I just like the city. I don't like the sports teams there, but I didn't have anything against the Thrashers, honestly. But you know, as far as basketball, football, or any of that stuff, I don't give a shit. Now the Thrashers used to play at the Phillips Arena. Yes, that's correct. Nice. And Atlanta will never have another pro hockey team. They've lost two. <laughs> they had the Flames, then they moved them to Calgary. They had the Thrashers, and they moved them to Winnipeg. So Both went to Canada. Yep. It's kind of funny. but So we got Ash doing the duel here with some skeletons and Evil Ash, which I think Evil Ash is fucking awesome. I used to have the uh, Movie Maniacs figure of Evil Ash. You know, I found one a while back. 
And I sold it. I got a lot of money for it. I used to have it. I left it with somebody or a yard sale that I don't remember what happened to my figure, but I did used to have him. I had him and I had the, uh, the pumpkin head. Nice. Which is pretty awesome. That is awesome. Pumpkin head also. I had a... You know, when I moved, I left a lot of shit behind, or I gave it to my friend's brother, or my, his younger brother, or something, you know. And he lights his face on fire. It's fucking great. Then he's gonna do the Indiana Jones right here and fucking Tarzana's ass off the... Yeah, off the castle there. You wanna hear something else cool? When I met Henry, oh, which I don't know the actor's name, but when I met him and Robert Tappert, they had the uh, Book of the Dead with him. Really? Yeah. One of the Book of the Deads. I'm not really sure. Pretty sure it was from this film. Pretty awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Because Robert was joking with me about it. It could tear my arm off <laughs> if, I, if I touched it too much. It was just funny. That was funny. But there was nothing to it. It was just a prop. It was cool to sit there and look at it. He actually let me look at it, which I thought was funny because a lot of people tried to look at it and he was like, no. <laughs> Probably knew I wasn't a fucking chode. Yeah, this this is it right here, man. This is the uh, payoff right here. This is it right here. This is there. He punches Evil Ash. And he's about to put him on the catapult and send him to his resting place in the sky. Oh, that's that's the longest burning fuse I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. There's that. Give me the book. That's great. You know what's fun about this movie? It's and this is what I love about it. I think it's a big budget B movie. Yeah, and it still feels like a B movie, but it's still awesome. You know, and of course, you just gotta love it. It's great. So the the girl is she's returned to normal now, and uh, Ash is going in for the uh, for the Frencher. Just give me some sugar, baby. One of my favorite lines in the film. Oh yeah, it's great. You know what I love about this movie is it it didn't need to be longer. You know. Yeah. I mean, I like that the other cuts are, but I mean, to me, theatrically, this worked. It was fun seeing this in the theater. I love Henry and the other guy hugging here. I think it's fucking awesome. This movie was just good. Is that bad? Yeah, she got out. Okay, well, my theory was correct. So my girlfriend thought I would always leave the door open and forget, and I was like, no, I always shut it. I made sure it was shut. I'm pretty sure the cat is getting out herself and not the dog. As you can see, that's been shut with the cat in it. The how the hell did she, the hell did the she get time. out? The cat can open that door and get out. You're she, kidding me. She's out here. I shut that door. Did you? Can you not put her back in there? Yeah, but she'll open it again. That's why it's been coming open. When so I come try out. that. Put her in. Let's see if she. Because 
Toodle's been sitting here with us the entire time. How day. in the hell? She opened it. I, you heard her picking at the door, and then she's here. Back, evil beast. That's the craziest thing ever. So Ash is now, he's got his potion to return back to present day. Uh, you know, I think what I'm most blown away about is I had no idea that this wasn't released until February 93. No. Because if you look anywhere and look this film up, they say that it came out in 92, but it didn't. It's technically 93. Mm -hmm. It was done... But if you look at the transfer of this film, it looks great, but the the other Blu-rays in this set look better than the theatrical version, except the TV version, because it's cropped, but it had to be, because that's that's the aspect ratio for television at the time. Right. It was the 133. So now Ash is back at S-Mart. He's... uh, Hanging out, he's telling a girl about his adventures. It's pretty awesome. He's talking to Ted Raimi. Fucking love Ted Raimi. Now he's fighting the uh, dead-eyed that's followed him into present day. She's about to kill the girl that was hitting on him. Uses the steel arm to grab the gun. Now he shoots the cash register out of her hand. <laughs> Lady, I'm gonna afraid I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the store. You gotta love it. Name's Ash. Housewares. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, this movie's great. It just doesn't get old, man. It's fucking doing the Duke out here. You gotta love it. He's <laughs> mowing this dead eyed. It's it's just great. He's taking her down. And of course, Probably the best part in the pater to this scene. <laughs> Lady, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the store. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Hell to the king, baby. Great movie. I to me it's it's just it's fucking awesome. The lines in that film are fucking amazing. Yeah, it's great. Uh well, let's let's close this bad boy out. Uh well, I don't really have any releases to talk about this week. There's really nothing to talk about. Uh, I guess we'll just close it out with the film. We got we got we got to get some ghost busting going. So, uh, Corey, I'll I'll let you guys know next episode how much I vomited at the uh, sneak peek of the new film. <coughs> and uh, yeah, until next time, stay fucking gory. Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Thanks for watching. If you guys. Uh, watch the film along with us uh you know that's great thanks uh again what everything he said thank you and uh we're reaching anybody out there i don't know if we are or not you know let us know it means a lot the positive we like the negative we don't need we have enough of that in our (laughs) daily lives but uh i guess uh we'll talk to you guys next time uh shop smart shop smart